in a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts. You have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk at you. Talk filmy to me. Hello and welcome to the Talk Filmy to Me Star Wars spoiler cast special. It goes without saying, if you have not seen Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, get yourself over to the nearest cinema, watch that fucking movie, sleep on it, you know, like we did, because we're responsible adults, and then come back and listen to this podcast. Obviously, I needed to get two of my first orders in to make sure that I can do this properly. So I will start off with my Alec Guinness, my only hope, Jamie Hannon. How you doing, pal? I'm very good, man. I've got to say, I've seen it twice now, so I'm feeling very prepared for this podcast. How nice. you doing? Good. I'm doing well, mate. And bringing on to the next one, he's the host of A Pod of Two Halves. He's been on here for a couple of bits, just to complete the balance to the force, because we've done a spoiler special. Well, not spoiler special, really. A bank holiday special about our hopes and dreams for this movie. I can't think of any other Star Wars things other than he doesn't like sand. Tom Woods, how you doing, pal? <laughs> I really don't like sand. That's a legitimate really thing. fucking hate sand. <laughs> and... Also, in his spare time, he moves pairs around with his force abilities because that's what you would do. That is exactly what you'd do. A bit of showboating. You know, always impressing the ladies <laughs> with my pair moving abilities. Uh, yeah. No, you know what, mate? I am, I'm bloody excellent. Um, I won't lie. And this is completely off topic, but as a massive Chelsea fan, I was dreading today. Today, I was dreading that Jose Mourinho was going to ruin Christmas, but Frank Lampard went on and basically proved that he is now the master uh, by basically uh, running up 2 0 at their gaff. Good. Good times, good times. Christmas is saved. <laughs> good. And uh, just to keep it evergreen, it's Christmas, which means Star Wars is in the cinema. And uh, let's let's go straight into your fucking initial reactions, because, look, I've already given the thing at the top. You can go spoiler already. Start off with Jamie. We're using Squadcast, by the way, I should say. Squadcast, the podcasting service for remote podcasts out there. And uh, Jamie, man, what was your thoughts from this film? I was happy. I was really, really happy with it. Um, I know it's obviously been a bit of a split uh, feeling out there, but um, my initial thoughts were the first half an hour, I felt it was a bit hectic. I'd rather use that word than, than rushed, because I know rushed has been banded around a little bit. It felt very hectic for the first mm-hmm. half hour, my first watching. Uh, but by the end of the film, I, I was really happy. I thought there's some nice little touches, nice little bit of fan service, which I don't think necessarily is a bad thing. Yeah, overall, yeah, very, very happy, mate. Woods, when we sat down over that bank holiday in August and we talked about our hopes and dreams, where where are we now, man? You've seen it, you've <laughs> let it digest it. Did it did it land the ship? So I remember seeing that trailer for the first time and I, I I had goosebumps, right? I had goosebumps. That's how excited about this I was. And I loved every second that I was in that cinema. But since I got to say I've got a I just got this really bad feeling that I didn't actually like it at this point, um, <laughs> which is mad because, Jamie, we watched it together. Yeah. Um, and we came out and we were buzzing, properly buzzing about it. And the first, like, kind of sitting through, I, I loved it. And kind of the more I kind of sit down and I watch a few things about it and I read a few things about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Um, and I, I guess we'll kind of get into the, really, the, the reason why I'm at this feeling right now. Um, it, yeah, it just feels... It wasn't just rushed. Um, it's just a convoluted mess because 
because of the fact the middle story doesn't fit with either the end parts. And that's not just on JJ. It's not on Ryan Johnson. It's on basically it's Catherine. Um, I can't think of her name. Kennedy. Thank you. Uh, She's solely responsible for the failure of this task um, and should be fired (laughs) Um, because like they they set out with this mad idea to have three different directors. They're all going to have their own bloody idea how they wanted to go because no one went to JJ on morning one of the Force Awakens script writing and went, we need three movies, by the way. We need this kind of, have everything set out. And what happened was they all had their own bloody ideas and it's just a mess mm, because mm. the second movie doesn't have enough to explain where we're going into the third movie, which is why all of a sudden JJ has to ram a load of stuff that we have to accept because we've only got two and a half hours to watch this movie as opposed yeah. to requiring the five that it would have taken for it to really play out how we needed to. Yeah, man, I, I completely agree with that. You know, for the record, um, when we reviewed Last Jedi two years ago now, fuck me, that was a while ago. And, uh, you know, at the time, the thing was, our our review was, uh, don't like the direction the story went, but applaud the creativity to give mm-hmm. the freedom the director had. Whether I agree with that, that's, that's another thing. But I can't help but feel what would have happened if we had just one coherent voice throughout three movies? I mean, and imagine how fucked... And actually, my first thought when I left the cinema was, imagine what Colin Trevorrow's movie was going to be because you had JJ doing the first movie and then he was like, all right, cool, I'm done with that, I'm gone. He was a producer on The Last Jedi. People keep forgetting that, but he actually was a producer. He's listed as a producer. But I think that's more of a goodwill thing of, look, you're basically setting up the first scene in your movie so ergo you are producing the next movie and i wouldn't be surprised i didn't stick around because i just wanted to get out of the cinema at that point not in a bad way but i just need to get out i, w- I wish i stuck around now to see if um ryan johnson was listed as a producer on rise of skywalker but anyway ryan johnson come in he done his thing the reaction was the reaction and colin trevaro by all accounts got a bit too big for his boots and Catherine kennedy who at that point is well known for firing directors she fired the directors from the solo movie she's fired the guy who was was the original director for rogue one basically pulled the trigger on him as well and yeah i was just like what what movie would we have got but the the result of this is that we've now got a great starting point a great introduction to these new characters kind of like a character piece or almost like a fucking bottle episode of a TV show for The Last Jedi. It doesn't really, the story doesn't move on really, does it? And then all of a sudden, JJ's come back and he's had to stick in so much expedition whilst at the same time, so much shit has been kind of written into a corner for him. So my initial reaction is, it's fucking great considering the mess it was picking up. But even still, you know, I'm not blind there is fucking loads of flaws in this movie, which we'll talk about over this pod as well. But overall, I fucking loved it, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, it felt like a Star Wars movie. I came out and that was my probably, and that's what I didn't feel when I came out of the, um, the Last Jedi. I felt that with The Last Jedi, we had a director in place who shot something beautiful, but ultimately didn't really care for uh, kind of the Star Wars lore as us as fans. And we did certainly, look, JJ showed in um, Force Awakens, um, and obviously with this movie as well, The Rise of Skywalker, that he is a fan at heart. He gave the mm-hmm. fan service. Uh, and people are obviously critical for that because they ultimately you – know, it's a direct split. Basically at this point, there's no arguments at all. The Star Wars fans are the worst fans of anything, right? Oh, because yes. basically yeah. they're, they're just all over the place and they're extremes on either end. Some of them loved mm-hmm. Last Jedi. Some of them hated Last Jedi. I'm on the hate side of it for what it's worth. Um, and some of them have equally gone the other way because this movie effectively looked at The Last Jedi and went, I do not like this movie. 
I do not he like anything that happened in this movie. Jump on it. He did. Um, and it was weird um, and interesting in the same way is that on the run up to this, that uh, kind of the words that were coming from JJ about The Last Jedi, I think it was very apparent that he would not have gone mm. in the direction that he took. Um, and it left him in a really difficult position. Ultimately, going back to The Last Jedi, the second that Snoke was cut in half and offed, he was fucked. Yeah. Basically, JJ had nothing to go on. Um, and I think a lot of people picked up on this. That ultimately, The Last Jedi was effectively the last movie in a series as opposed to the middle one. And that's on Ryan Johnson because he left nothing. JJ left um, The Force Awakens with all of these potential avenues to take. And Ryan Johnson seemed to take them when, don't want that one, don't want that one, don't want that one, don't want that one. Oh, Snoke's dead. Good luck. Who's next? And I think that that's actually a failure on his part that he has to accept because he's been quite mm-hmm. reluctant to take any kind of flack from fans about the frustration that it doesn't really feel like Star Wars and it shits on basically Skywalker's story. Uh, the worst thing about it is, like I said, he left nothing for JJ to work with. He had to then go back to the well and dig out Emperor Palpatine out of <laughs> fucking nowhere to be the big bad because he had nothing else to work with. See, I, I mean, I, the one thing I quite liked about what JJ did as well, I mean, you're totally right, Woods. I mean, without a doubt, you know, you couldn't bring in a new bad guy at this point because it's the last film. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You've killed you killed off the main guy halfway through the film series. You need to pull something out. And thank fuck it wasn't Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the only thing we can say about that. But I will, I will say there were some nice nice tips to the hat. And I know I've talked about this before in the pods. Um and obviously, I'm you know I've I've taken that nerdum to that level where I've read some of the well I say some of them, an awful lot of the books as well, uh, and there were some nice sort of tips to that to the the, the Star Wars canon there. Well, obviously, uh, yeah, but Jay's he, taken a little bit of you know influence, which I think was quite nice. He's taken influence from it, but it was JJ who come out and fucking said at the Force Awakens, no, basically everything after the movie returns doesn't exist. Jedi. Yeah doesn't yeah. fucking exist so he's had to and you're right you know woods put it right he was painted into a corner narratively by so many of the decisions that ryan johnson ultimately was empowered to take and that's why mm. the only person who actually did oversee all of it was Catherine kennedy but ultimately this whole trilogy was flawed right from the start with this concept of and then storytelling so there isn't a fucking overarching narrative mm-hmm. we're gonna say you know what we're gonna get JJ, one of the best fucking directors going. We already know he can ha- mm. he can burden the shoulder of responsibility on this because he fucking managed to bring Star Trek back. He's already fucking done. He's conquered TV. He's going to conquer cinema. He already has to an extent. Let's give him the keys to the first movie. We're then going to go pick a really exciting writer and director in Ryan Johnson who had things like, yes, okay, Looper wasn't particularly great, but stuff like his work on Breaking Bad and everything else, you could see why it was there. And Colin Trevorrow, around that time, just fucking landed a Jurassic Park movie, which donned over $2 billion. So, yeah, it made sense on paper to get those very talented people. But without, a, a, and I hate to fucking do it, because you know I'm going to fucking say it, I'm going to fucking call it. They haven't got Kevin Fargy fucking overlooking it to say, yeah. this is what the end game is. And that wasn't meant to be a shitty pun. Yeah, fucking work towards it. So I that mean, was the ultimate fucking like thing that caused this trilogy to end up the way it was. Well, the question different. is, do you think, <laughs> now this is a bit of a, a, a wasp in a hornet's nest. Do you think it would have been better if George Lucas, I know obviously the first three, but the idea, you know, George Lucas, he had a plan from very, he had a plan from the fourth to the sixth film, and he knew what he wanted across the three trilogies. He had the plan. Should he have been more involved? That's Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's There's no way, two ways about it. For all the criticism yeah. that the prequels get, 
the story arc was there and there in plain sight. The problem with the prequels wasn't the story arc. It was the fact that Lucas wrote the scripts because he can't yeah. write scripts. Yeah, he, no. he, they, they, basically, Lucas was there day one after selling it. It's kind of like there he's in the building. He's ready to kind of provide his, yeah. uh, his influence in this. And they sent him home. Yeah. He's not um, even a particularly good director, right? He only directed... Am I right in thinking? I may be wrong on this, and people might fucking go ballistic at me for getting this wrong. He directed, obviously, the first movie, but for Empire and Return of the Jedi, he didn't direct those because... I'm pretty he sure like, you're no, right on that. Is, I think you're this right, This is yeah. not my strength. My strength is in the writer's chair. And, yes, yeah, so of course, I'll be on set and actively have my hands involved. But when it comes to the day-to-day running and steadying of the ship and that sort of stuff, that's not my bag. And he did, yeah, Woods, you're right. He had an original idea for a sequel trilogy to his, I don't know, I'm getting so fucking convoluted now, my own fucking his original narrative. Trilogy, yeah. it, but to his original trilogy, he did have a sequel trilogy and he sat down, I think it even was with Disney at the point of takeover yep. to be like, this is my plan. And they said, and apparently it was like if you don't like midi-chlorians then you're gonna fucking hate what he was thinking about for <laughs> this other trilogy because he literally was talking about the lineage of of jedis and like, apparently that will never see the light of day any of that so instead george lucas sat down in lucas F- uh, film ranch and was tinkering with the original films hence why we got that fucking mcclunky thing that uh, is about to hit disney plus because of God. the re-edits of star wars again but anyway let's um Let's move on. So over, I think we've done it on our bank holiday special, but I've done a, a WhatsApp group with the boys before with some predictions. And we'll see if I got these predictions right or wrong, but we'll use it as a way to talk about the film as well. So the first one at the top of the list, which I think is fucking obvious for everyone, and I, I kind of got this right, but I didn't think I, 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 didn't it, know I got it right. Claim yeah. it. <laughs> is that Ray, Ray is a Skywalker. So first of all, just to go back to the fucking rise of the fanboyness, J.J. Abrams straight away went, right, I'm going to do the same thing that George Lucas done in the final film, the trilogy. It's going to start, it's going to have the word beginning with R and it's going to have another word, uh, you know, finishing it off. It's the return of the rise of or, or something like that. And, you know, the Skywalker in question is Ray. You know, what, was this a surprise to anyone? <laughs> Uh, 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 not not in the concept of it, but I think in the delivery of it, it was. <laughs> I think yeah. I think I think a lot of us were were, were pretty certain that she was going to be Luke's uh, daughter, or Leia had twins, or you know. I, I think that's again where we were getting some of us were getting a bit confused with the books, and I know JJ said they they weren't going to go down that route, and obviously they didn't. But I think that that was definitely. I think that's where ninety percent of the population was going with that thought. Not for a fucking chance that I think Palpatine, not a chance. <laughs> so interestingly on this, um, through the first two movies, she has had difficulties with her balance on light and dark when she's obviously mm. been put into those situations. So there's always been a level of darkness. Um, also, people were heavily critical of this character, Ray, obviously from the first movie, that how powerful she was. So where would her powers come from? Why is she so powerful? So Palpatine obviously yeah. being the most powerful uh, makes a logical choice. The only issue is it literally comes out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> right? There's no setup to this. It's literally like, oh, yeah, and by the way, Ray is my granddaughter. And this is the problem with the second movie because you it could have had to see some of this stuff. Exactly. You yeah. could have led that in, subtly led that in at the end of the movie to kind of lead you in. And that's the, that, if this was genuinely where JJ saw it going, I can get on board with that. Uh, it just needed someone in the second movie to kind of be like, this has to be in this. We have yeah, to a, basically a lead the, exactly. You have to lead it because you can't just, because <laughs> dropping it in on the third movie, the way they did, it feels really clumsy, but I genuinely loved the way 
I know not some I've already read some people don't like the way, but I love the way that she she went back to Tatooine and she buried the lightsabers of Luke and Leia and stood there, the two moons, and then asked her name, and then she obviously said that her second name was Skywalker. I thought that was lovely for yeah. what it's worth. Yeah, I um, because she had a real relationship with um, Leia uh, that mm-hmm. was obviously built up properly, um, and obviously with Luke, she had that difficult relationship, but ultimately it was Luke that kind of guided her back towards what she had to do um in this movie actually so mm. i think that was really well handled and i think that was a really nice way to end this story like finish yeah done so, lovely two things i definitely agree with everything you've just said in terms of the setup the scene was beautiful and everything else i would have fucking loved it though if she just turned around to that really fucking <laughs> rude woman and just went Ray Palpatine and fucking shocked her to death or something. Bang! Or just to be to go a little bit like Christopher Nolan, like she turns around and goes Ray, and is obviously saying Skywalker, but they cut it just as she pronounces the first syllable, so you don't know what she's got to fucking say. I thought that would have been, even been because that would have had the whole fucking fanboys talking for fucking years over. Far too suck mate. You can't do do the spinning top on us, mate. We'd be raging. Very true. <laughs> there would have been, been people throwing lightsabers everywhere in us. We need a clean cut. Clean cut. Yeah. We know where we're at. Right. <laughs> yeah, but speaking about lightsabers, right, the, the, the choice to give her a yellow lightsaber, that was interesting, right? Apparently mm. there's a reason behind that. Um, the, 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 all the colours have been like listed out now, and the yellow lightsaber is some sort of meaning that she's quite – Strong with the lightsaber, but very well educated, or some. I mean, yeah, you might so have a better idea than this. Linked to health as well, I think. Like if you're if you're good with healing abilities or something, I think maybe that would make some sense, right? Because obviously that was something new. Mm. By the way, I can heal shit now. Let's talk about that right now, right? So yeah, they're on the. I can't remember the name of the planet. By the way, the way they named planets and stuff in this, it generally felt like everything was a fucking placeholder name, and they just never bothered to come back. <laughs> oh, what's it called? I don't know, like uh, elixir thingy, Bob. I don't know. Who fucking cares. But we'll uh, go with it. That scene. Yeah, exactly. That scene in front of the snake, which might as well have just been called. Uh, what's wrong with that snake? I've just got a big, big bunch of foreshadowing here because <laughs> that's all it we're going to need this later. It? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk this whole thing about there's new abilities, and these are abilities again in a throwaway line by Palpatine of not in a hundred years has anyone had the ability to heal and all that sort of bollocks. Like, what could they at least see? Did that in anything prior? But again, so, like we know they didn't have a fucking plan. It was just trying yeah. to write it in. But it's still mm. like weird. I mean, well, ultimately, we've we've had to accept quite a lot of Ray's powers, right? We've had to accept that throughout. Um, at least we saw some training this time. Leia obviously training her. But um, like you say, it has at least been acknowledged that um, Jedis do have the power to do this. I, 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 it, was, it felt a bit clumsy with this, this massive snake thing that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, obviously, mm. it, it was used. It did seem like it got used a lot later on, though. It was like, we're going to use this all the time in like the last third of the movie. Um mm. But I was okay with it being a new power. Um, ultimately, there are Jedi's. I think it was quite interesting. There's someone put it this way: is that um, George Lucas, when he was doing the movies with the Jedi's, he was like, "They're Jedi's. They've got all these powers, but we have to kind of restrict it." And it seems that Disney got hold of it and went, "They are Jedi's. They can do fucking anything." Um, and that's yeah. kind of the, where they've gone with it. Um, so we're obviously a little bit more used to um, more what restrain- we saw. Yeah, exactly. And Disney have just basically gone to the directors just go do what you're going to do um yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we have to acknowledge as well that there's a lot of the jedi knowledge and the and the um 
and the Jedi sort of abilities have been lost over the years. You know, from if you make the the first three, not not the the second trilogy, so from episode one to three, they don't really delve too much into the ways of the Jedi too much more than just fighting. But mm. I mean, if you read you know, any of the you know back information or the, any of the encyclopedias or any of that sort of you know that of a, a material that's been produced over the years by Lucas and all that. You know, the, the Jedis did have a variety of abilities. And if you think about it, the ability to move things and to be able to change things, the ability to heal someone, it doesn't sound that ridiculous, really. I mean, they no. are, you know, the, the blood naturally clots, skin will heal itself. All they're doing is making it happen a bit quicker. Um, but I think, I think you know, interestingly... Yeah, but Ray did say, i transferring some of my life force to them. Yeah. And I suppose, again, that was just foreshadowing of uh, mm-hmm. eventually the battle that she would have with Palpatine is that when she gets ultimately healed by Kylo Ren or Ben, I suppose, at that point, mm-hmm. it's you know someone's not getting out of here alive. I mean, yeah. I got too much of a problem against it, to be honest. I think the whole thing is that if you look at the fighting in the first fucking, you know, George Lucas, Star Wars trilogy, episode four, the fighting has to escalate. Star Wars is in an arms race within itself because of A, audiences are used to more cool shit happening on screen, and B, it has to be perceived to be better. So that fight scene where they're on the broken Death Star and they are literally jumping over fucking, like the height of fucking skyscrapers to jump around, you know what, I'm not necessarily against it as long as it's in a way which you know, makes it feel fucking cool. And I've got to be honest, it was fucking cool. It was so good. It looked so good. So good. Especially kind of um, when you think about, there's kind of um, a similarity between that and obviously what happened on Mustafa with um, Anakin and Obi-Wan. And Mm. obviously that's probably not aged so well because it was, what, mid-2000 CGI and obviously mid and early CGI from the 2000s is a bit pony at this point uh, it looked incredible i really enjoyed it i thought it was excellent mm. um, it looked real do you know what it, i mean like it didn't it, look yeah like, god felt, cgi is so, so good man it. it's so good <laughs> uh, i was blown away by it it looked great and obviously it, it, it got us to um a moment which i did not see coming uh this was probably the biggest shock of the movie to me because i hadn't realized that someone was in this movie um oh come on oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Genuinely, quiet. properly shocked. I was trying to catch your eye actually in the cinema, Jamie. I was just genuinely like dumbfounded as to what the hell. I did, I couldn't believe it. how much must they have paid <laughs> Harrison Ford seconds. to come back and do another Star Wars movie? Yeah, yeah, and to keep that quiet because yeah. I think we all knew that we were going to get Mark Hamill back because a he's yeah. fucking been well open to saying I'm back as a ghost, and he even says the line "See you around, kid." In and the irony is that he doesn't actually see Kylo Ren again. He doesn't actually fucking like no. see himself there at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, and also what was interesting though is that Han Solo, when he appears, he's not blue force he's not ghost. A ghost. He's yeah. just he's just there. But he says, "I'm in your head." He's a memory. So is he actually? Is he a force ghost? Is he just like a fucking? He's subconscious. Fucking I think it's his knows, memory right? of his father, yeah. and I think that's really sweet actually. Um, and I think it was very important for the character arc of Kylo Ren because yeah. um, we, we spoke about this. Uh, there was always kind of an inevitability that he was going to go light um, because. It's Star Wars. Um, and I didn't like it because how can he? I mean, he literally yeah, killed it, Han Solo. He's literally yeah. gone around murdering loads of people. How can he come back from that? And the only way they could do that is by basically him uh, getting kind of an acceptance from his father. A forgiveness so, yeah, from basically Han Solo. Forgiveness, yeah. yeah, to kind of go back to, to the good side. That it, And I thought that was a really well-handled moment um, yeah. because it could have been a complete mess. It could have been a mess. 
It was quite emotional, actually. It was. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. I was choked um, up on that. Now, well, someone did... Oh, sorry, I was going to say, so, I, someone did, uh, I did read something that suggested that the only reason Harrison was in the movie was because um, Carrie Fisher was meant to be that role. Oh, um, I see. That makes sense. So it may well have been that Harrison, because of Carrie Fisher, did the movie as opposed to basically mm. getting a big fat wedge of cash. It may well have been a case that JJ Sad obviously explained respect. it. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Yeah. So I mean... I, one thing about that scene is that Adam Driver, I mean, I am I can clearly see he is a very, very talented guy. Like Martin Scorsese says he's probably the best actor of the decade. He's probably got an argument there. He's been in some films like Marriage Story. He has been in stuff like The Dead Don't Die. He has been in a bunch of, he's, got, he's such a versatile actor. And in that scene, I think something like 80% of the scene is just his expression, his face. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really like Adam Driver as Carlo Ren. I don't really like the whole fucking emo dad shit that he does. But you can't deny, a it's fucking great acting. And just to say that bit where he's cut up and he just says, "I," and you know, it's, it's, it's the apology, but he yeah. doesn't need to say it. And the way Han says, "I know," it's yes. just like, man, I got yeah, fucking choked up in that. That's a lovely little touch, though. That's the like, nod, mate. Know. That's, that's the little the nod. nod there. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Loved it. Yeah. Right. Now, let's move on to another prediction I made, and this was uh, in, in the WhatsApp group. I put, they will hint at Poe being gay, but they'll never go full pickle. <laughs> Not even close, mate. Not, Not even close. close. That was a Not even close. there. Well, out, to be honest... He made oh, eyes at every female that moved in that mate. It turns out Poe fucks. Mate. Yeah, Poe po is down to fuck. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that it. <laughs> they, although, although they did get themselves a little bit of an LGBT moment, right? Which seems mm. to have upset quite a few people. And I believe it's upset quite a few people because JJ made a big deal about this yeah. moment. And literally, it's just flash and gone, right? He shouldn't and I have said anything. He shouldn't have said anything. Because it doesn't, it doesn't need mentioning anymore. Because, no, because it, of course, everyone's sitting there going, oh, well, now he's said it, clearly must be Poe's gay. Yeah, yeah. Is that well? Maybe that's what he wanted. I don't know, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I didn't need to say it. He just just leave it be. Like, the, I mean, the fact that you know, I'd like to think an advanced civilization wouldn't have any hang-ups on LGBT issues anyway. You know, you you kind of think those two things would be, you know, acceptance and and, and technological advancement would be hand in hand, but. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, obviously, I, I don't know if I'm the right person to call this, but I, it feels like it's queer baiting, like it literally was, because That's JJ exactly was, was in build up to this was going, oh, there's going to be, there will be representation in this movie, you know, and I, you know, Star Wars is for everyone. And you know, there's all different flavors of life. And we're going to show that in this film. It's a fucking blink and you miss it moment right at the end with two background characters, none of the main cast. I thought maybe they were alluding that Finn might be because maybe the thing he wanted to tell Ray was, oh, I've got a thing for Poe maybe. Who knows? But no, they fucking shied away, but they tried to hook people in. So uh, I think that is fucking queer baiting at the highest order, to be honest. Very much. Like he just shouldn't have said anything. I kind of feel that when you're trying to sell a movie on this one moment in the Star Wars universe, you're going to get backlash and they got a lot of backlash about other things in this with regards to uh representation didn't they um yeah. for, for example uh finn happens to basically stumble across another black ex-stormtrooper um and it's kind of they, just, they buddy them together yeah it's like you two are going to be together for the last third of this movie um and it feels very much like well, uh, what why is yeah. this a thing um uh yeah it's but then again what i would say is if you are looking for representation and that's kind of 
all that you kind of care about when you go to a movie, Star Wars is probably not going to be the movie for you. people everywhere, right? Um, yeah. White heroes. Um, and ultimately, you know, George Lucas pretty much, oh, he just, bless George. Um, he, he, the reason he put, um, Billy, Billy, is it Billy Jean Williams? I Billy, wanna, Billy D. Williams. Billy yeah. D. Williams. Billy Jean, yeah. Billy D. Williams and also uh, Samuel Jackson in these movies is because he wanted to attract um, black people to come and watch his movie. He basically They're put probably cool the only black, black people he ever knew of. <laughs> probably, <laughs> but he basically was like, "I'm going to get cool black people in this movie, and that's going to attract black people to come watch my movie." That's how ham-fisted Star Wars is when it comes to dealing with representation. It, it's mm. just, yeah. Um, I mean, just look also at some of the stereotyping from some of the prequel characters as well. Um, just don't tra- hang your hat on this. It's it just not going to be it. Age well. Disney's had a difficult year for what it's worth on this because um, they also made a big deal about a gay character in Endgame, didn't they? And that obviously uh, was like blinking you miss yeah, it, it sort a of throwaway situation. director just makes a line basically implying that he's got a fella. And it's just like, that is not the big fucking movement cinema deserves if you want no. to bring that representation in the right way so like you say just don't go there no and you know what in a galaxy far far away where you've literally got fucking people moving stuff with their mind it is not a far stretch of the imagination that somewhere in the galaxy there might be gay people but <laughs> you know what you know what you be you jj because let's face it you've ha- you've, you've done the film that you've wanted to do you know, different species are sleeping with different species out there yeah. let's not kid it there's aliens yeah. that, are, that are definitely fucking other aliens fucking yeah. if palpatine can get laid why can't a fucking that gay dude in Star Wars, sorry man. going back to ray the maddest thing for me is that basically palpatine has basically definitely been having it away mate now, which version of Palpatine has been basically getting the nookie, right? Have we got basically pre, uh, sort of episode one kind of um, Chancellor Palpatine? Or have yeah, we got my face is fucking melted uh, and I've basically, <laughs> <laughs> my face is melted off um, Emperor Palpatine? Which one do you reckon it was? I reckon he... Well, Freaky I think that's why... That's why they made it the granddaughter, right? Because yeah. then at least you can do some lineage back to, oh, okay, when he was a normal be, human yeah. in charge of the Senate and like you know, he had been melted yet. Politicians fucking around. Or they, they, never heard of it. <laughs> or they remember they did make the reference, didn't they? Oh, there's rumours that the uh, the Empire has been dealing with you know those dark sciences and cloning. Maybe he created his own daughter, who then went off and had a grandma. Well, he heavily implies that he made Snook, and yeah. that like he was controlling Snook from afar. Well, and then we they see, show we see them in the jar as well. Don't yeah. we? we see three of them. Yeah. they're floating in that jar. And I, you know, that that I, I thought was really cool. It's just a case that annoyingly they hadn't kind of made any sort of reference to this in the in, in the Last Jedi because I thought that was really quite a yeah. Of course, this is it. Mm. Snoke basically doesn't mean anything. Fine, uh, yeah. you can cut him in half. It doesn't mean anything because basically it doesn't mean anything to to the bigger story. But you have mm. to kind of make a nod and a reference to this fact in that movie. Otherwise, it just feels very ham fisted. It's almost like I mean the best way to explain. JJ needed two movies to do what he needed to do yeah. in this movie. 100%. Um, and Disney were like, Should've. no, no, it's a trilogy. We're going to do a trilogy um, instead of basically going. You know, you're right. We are going to need four movies to sort this mess out. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Um, I, I thought, yeah, Palpatine let's, banging. 
with that whole thing about Palpatine and banging and clones, it's interesting that they do have one, it's almost like a throwaway bit of dialogue where they got the guy from Lord of the Rings and Lost. Why, by the way, why get a famous face to be that character if he's only going to have a fucking one line? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, just go, oh, it's that, it's just that guy from Lord of the Rings and Lost going, oh, it was secret sciences and, and cloning. And it's like, why get a famous actor to just do one line if it's going to be like that? Do you mean, they made a big thing when that guy got hired cast in that movie, and he might as well have just been put off, well, he got one more line than Rose, which isn't exactly saying much. Um, if it, When we get to the part where you're going to ask me things I like, uh, the fact <laughs> that Rose basically didn't feature in this movie ranks very highly for me. Uh, the worst character in any Star Wars movie. I know some of your listeners are going to be fucking seething at me saying this, but seriously, <laughs> she she's the worst part of The Last Jedi, and they ruined Luke Skywalker in that movie. She is the worst part about that because goes off on this pointless quest, et cetera, et cetera. We have to go to this casino planet and we have to start feeling bad about basically money, et cetera, et cetera. Comes back and Finn has the perfect story arc. He's kind of gone all the way and now basically he's going to save the people he cares about. He's been able to escape the First Order as a stormtrooper. Comes in and basically has his perfect arc. He's going to save everyone. And then Rose needlessly stops him from basically saving everyone by destroying the... Uh, massive tractor beam mini death star weapon mini door knocking mm. device um <laughs> for the sake of you know we have to save the people we love that's what he was fucking doing what do you what have you done here and now basically you both should have died there because effectively you've had this massive car accident right in front of all these 8080s uh, a joke me absolute joke character <laughs> and the fact that she got marginalized she deserve is like nothing against the actress for what it's worth because she didn't write the damn script for her to have like the worst character in in star wars history she She's definitely worse than Jar Jar for what it's worth. <laughs> She's worse than Jar Jar. At least Jar Jar has sort of some redeemable moments, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> we should point out that everyone's entitled to an opinion and just as people love <laughs> love Kelly Trade's uh, portrayal, there's people that don't and that's nothing against the actor and everyone's allowed to have their say. Absolutely. Anyway. Like, nothing against her. <laughs> yeah. Character's I mean, garbage. And I think that's an important point you make there, Woods, because I, mean, I know we've spoken about it in the pod before, but I mean, the personal attack on her after The Last Jedi it's fucking disgusting. was outrageous. I mean, it's not her, like you said, it's not her fault. That it was no. a terrible character. I mean, but, the, whole, the whole film had many issues, but yeah. I'm not saying that uh, she got fucking screwed in this movie, though, hasn't she? I mean, for what, for better oh, yeah. or worse, JJ decided, knowing that this character, and JJ has got to take some fucking ownership for this, this character has been perceived by the community as you have just heard, in quite a negative way by a lot of people. And he had an obligation here. He could either give her a character arc or give her some writing that makes her credible or basically stick her in the fucking background where literally her role has been to basically pass on a message from one person to another. So she's reduced to being a fucking piece of paper, right? That is your fucking big story arc now. You're going from one group to another and asking the odd question or to be the person confirming dialogue to Carrie Fisher because she's dead and you're just basically writing a narrative where you can put in this CG layer to go, yes, no, 
and then hug people. And it's clearly the stitching of a different actor hugging them <laughs> and shaking hands. I, I do think that she got stiffed properly by JJ. It, it almost felt very personal. I don't, yeah. It, it, which is weird because I, I can't imagine that JJ Abrams watched that movie and it's like, I feel this is a personal attack on me by Ryan Johnson. I'm going to basically give him a receipt by basically giving her nothing to do in the next movie. It was a bit well, weird. I w- don't get me wrong, though. Had she gone on the adventure with everyone else, I'd be fuming, mate. I'd be like, why is she here again? Why is she here? Because I mean, the other thing you mentioned there, Woods, obviously that Finn obviously was planning to give up his life in the previous film. Mm. Now, that would have been perfect because what did he actually contribute to this film? He, he ran after Ray a lot. He ran after Ray a lot. And he had something to say to her that he, he never blew up the final ship. He blew up the final ship, but you know, he never said anything. But his his actual like if you went back through the film and took him out of it, I don't think you noticed. No, his his, his what, role in this was, movie. Yeah, yeah, I felt like his role was massively. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it's more about Ray. It's about the rise of Skywalker, but he he was very much marginalised in this film as well. He spent think... the whole movie running after her to say that he wanted to say something to her, but I did. The, I honestly, I don't remember him he never. He never. So we does. don't know what. No, don't know. Okay. There is yeah. a couple of things, though, in the in the defense of Finn, is that, one, he galvanizes those stormtroopers that he meets on that other planet, because, and yeah, he realizes that he does have a people, he has a community, there are other people like him. Secondly, they do imply that he is Force-sensitive, because he was just yes. like, a for, you know, something inside me is telling him. That might explain why he was drawn towards the lightsaber in the first movie and why he was, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So there's there's little bits in there. I agree. They don't service the character too well. A lot better than The Last Jedi, but that's not saying much. Um, and one of the things, quite interestingly, is that there's a director called Ava DuVernay, who's a female director, Lady of Colour. She's directed a few films for Disney. And she is very much a very a big voice in the black community for writing and directing and all that sort of stuff. And she's got an interesting test. Her test is if you can have two black people in a movie sharing dialogue and they're not talking about white people, it's a fucking step forward. And you can say that this movie had that at least because okay. when Finn JJ's find... read that rule, mate, that's what he that is. Read he read that the rule when and that's another one. LGBT check, black community check. JJ's got to check <laughs> yeah. this, mate. Because what, what, what the point I'm trying to make is, is actually if they had decided, actually, Finn, do you mind just staying at the base for this entire movie? He actually had no impact on the mission at all. No, nah, he, he made the decision to stay on the ship, though, and tell him to aim that gun and that defence tower because he knew he needed to okay, take it down. Okay, but at, that point, that. but at that point, everyone's involved. Like, if you talk about the rest of the film... Where, you, know, you mean the scavenge going, hunt, right? Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's literally... His his part played nothing in in the actual development of where they got to at the end. There was a lot of running after Ray and screaming. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah and you think about the previous two films where he was a pivotal character. He's uh, now like he, he could have just stayed at the base of Leia and had the same impact. But they they gave that role to Rose. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> but the 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 post it note. Yes, so basically <laughs> just used as dialogue. I mean, I think she got fucking screwed in this movie for better or worse. But oh, let's yeah. talk about some of the other new people that was cast in this movie. Now, obviously, the little fucking dude that fixed uh, C3PO's <laughs> DMVP. Amazing. I can't remember his name at the moment. Was it? Is it Bubba Dieppe or something? Oh, I can't but, remember. Oh, uh, it's Bubba something. <laughs> yeah. But out of the human new cast members, obviously, we had Matey from Lost, who was literally just a fucking mm. one line guy and nothing. But if the fucking first 
first order uniform was ever cut for one man, Richard E. Fucking Grant. I loved it. Oh. for that role, mate. Well, apparently he took his influence off the uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Uh, and you can yes. see that. It was yeah, so obvious. Yeah. He was brilliant in this film. Absolutely it makes brilliant. me wish we had him in previous movies. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, don't know, I thought Hux was interesting. Apart from Hux being the spy, did not make any <sighs> fucking sense to me whatsoever. But Richard E. Grant, and when he was like kneeling before the Emperor, and he's just the voice, the look, the steeliness about him. God, I wish we had movies. more of him. We needed more of him in these damn movies. Like, we got basically just a flash of what should have been a great character. It's the same with Hux. Hux got stiffed over the last two movies. He was basically comedy, comedy casting in the in the last jedi where he had that embarrassing opening scene with poe and then by the end of the movie he's getting thrown around by kylo ren um i think they could have done a lot there could have been a lot more delicate with his turn away from kylo basically his frustration and wanting to kind of yeah he's got every motivation to want to turn heel right but his motivation was basically over within basically 30 seconds of us finding out So we didn't even no. get a moment to settle. And it, again, it's because JJ had to kind of, I need to keep this going. I've only got two and a half hours to kind of get through yeah. this. And again, it's yeah. like this stuff needed to be kind of handled better. It did need another movie. Um, yeah. And I, I'm guessing that clearly they didn't want to do that. I mean, I imagine that JJ and his and the bag that they threw at him was only for one movie and that they probably couldn't commit him to another one. Um, yeah add to the fact that i'm not too sure that they're overly confident in in the movies that they're making anymore anyway but speaking of kind of um rush reveals um so moment going back to the scavenger hunt um and we've got uh chewbacca gets kidnapped right chewbacca's yep. kidnapped and it's like oh oh god what the hell's going on here um ray comes out um and has that moment that really cool moment yeah. where she cuts down the uh those effects the were glorious by amazing the cuts down uh kylo's fighter jet um and then obviously she's trying to stop this ship by using the force. Kylo walks out of basically the wreckage and then starts basically trying to manipulate on the other side. And they're fighting to kind of pull this ship one way or the other. And then through just being a badass, Ray ends up basically using lightning power and uh, destroying the ship. And we're all there sitting in the cinema yeah. and I'm thinking, holy shit, did not see that coming. They killed the dog. They actually yeah. went and, and killed she Chewbacca. killed the fucking dog. No, 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 oh my god, I, I was genuinely in shock. I'm like, fuck, Chewbacca's dead. Not Chewie. And then, like two minutes later, it's like, no, he's fine. It was another ship, and I'm like, it, let this kind of settle. What the fuck? Why, why did you have to go? Because he could have just turned up later on and, and had a more important kind of moment in all of this. Mm. As a uh, yeah, it, uh. so I tell you what. A little, how, oh god. Sorry, I was going to say it's a little bit of a plot hole there right because you see finn with his little binoculars looking out and sees chewbacca being escorted by the knights of ren and by the way ultimately the knights of ren have been a fucking disappointment in this entire trilogy but annoyingly as well because i thought they look cool as fuck me i I would have loved to see more of that again we just needed another movie Mm. yeah uh, yeah exactly and basically he sees these binoculars chewbacca being escorted onto that ship by the knights of ren and then he runs down to ray and points to the fucking ship to say they've got chewy so is is finn that fucking dumb that he basically just lost his fucking bearings and pointed to another ship instead 
because obviously, and also I'd love to hear how they caught Chewbacca. And was it just the case of he popped out for a fag and then, oh, fuck, they were there and <laughs> they bottled him and got him onto the ship? I don't know. But that, that was that was a bit hand-fisted. That was a little bit lazy writing. And it was a bit of a bait and switch. And I, it could have been executed better. I think that it didn't emotion. The reason why I knew it was a fucking fake was because if you're going to kill Chewbacca, literally the oldest character that is still alive <laughs> because he's 250 years old and he's the only one who has been there the entire journey. Mm. And you know what? We got to hold on to these characters. There's certain people we love and we want to see, especially when in theory they could live on for a lot longer. You need to fucking hit home emotionally. And there was no fucking emotional beat. It was shock. They didn't yeah. even sh- like if they just showed yeah. like Chewbacca looking afraid for a second, mate, I would have fucking bawled it. I would have been like, no, you can't fucking take my Chewie away. But they didn't. So I never felt invested. Kind of off-camera, right? An off-camera death. Definitely not dead. I mean, I I totally agree with you in that sense, actually. Looking back on it, if it was going to die, he deserved much more than that. I mean, the only thing I would say is that, you know, you could see there was two ships there initially. The ships are on the other side of the rock, and Finn's got to climb down from the rock, from the ship, to get to Ren. That is going to take a bit of time. And in that time, I suppose the ship could have you know, taken off. Mm. Uh, but you're right. It is lazy. It, you know, they could have made it a bit clearer, but um, let's yeah. talk about the, the writing in general, right? So I'm not going to use this description because I've basically, what's happened is someone in a press screening wrote this as a description and every fucking media outlet is using it because they can't be asked to find their own way to articulate it. This whole concept of the first half of the movie is just video game fetch conquests. I wouldn't go that far, but it did feel like very unnecessary, scavenger hunting to go for these quote-unquote wayfinders and just one little thing before before i open it up is that you know the whole knife thing now i don't get the concept of why <laughs> the sith would need fucking knives when they got lightsabers but okay so they've got this knife and there's a riddle and there's a riddle of a language on there and this language will go into the fucking bullshit of why c3o can and can't read it anyway but ultimately it's a map of where you get to your indiana jones like expedition and you see the death, the death star and you open up the knife and you get the position right. If you are in the right position by the off chance, it will tell you exactly where it is. Turns out it was just in the fucking desk of the emperor's office. I could have fucking told you that without a knife. Completely agree. I'll keep my sharpies in the drawer and I'll keep my whiskey for when I celebrate those Friday nights. And oh yes, my wayfinder for the Sith temple. It's just fucking stupid, right? It was stupid because what that Death Star has only blown up about an, well, 30 years prior. Yeah. So this yeah. archaeological kind of knife that was crafted was basically like as old as I am. It's yeah. ridiculous. That it was completely ridiculous. I, I, mean, I can't kind of like the, the, the idea of what they were trying to go for, but it just didn't work. Yeah, I mean the, the Jedi's and the Sith did historically write down like clues of where to find you know the Jedi training temple and the Sith and all that. So I get that part, but you're right. Why why would you have a dagger saying? Oh, by the way, it's with the Emperor, who's the big bad guy. If you need it, just go ask him. Like, why? Why would you even bother that? That that that. But like, have it hidden in a cave somewhere, which is protected protected by some ancient Sith ghosts or whatever. I don't know. Something, you know, something a bit more original than yeah. Just ask the boss. Yeah, I know he's got the fucking keys. The guy I work for has the fucking keys to the building. 
You know, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, but if you come in between 8am and 9am, there's no one there. So you need to get the key card from the landlord <laughs> yeah, in, the, yeah. in the thing. Let's talk. So that leads quite nicely into a prediction that I made, which I got horribly wrong. But anyway, C-3PO sacrifices himself. He does so by becoming the AI of the Millennium Falcon. Now, I kind of stole that from Silo because they basically made the whole robot kills herself to fix the computer sort of thing. And he kind of sacrifices himself yeah. but at the same time, does at all no you are a little bit right he does he does sacrifice his memories oh, i'm wrong but i'm saying that for half saying an hour he sacrificed himself it was like yeah, oh, yeah and but then he got restored gonna... <laughs> fortunately r2 dt's got backup yeah i mean to be fair for tvpo <laughs> what makes him him is his memories Absolutely. so oh, yeah, him losing then, his memories was an ultimate sacrifice but, but you're we right. lose that kind of emotional moment and then again. he gets it back yeah much like two back mm. we're like oh my god we've lost this is it this is c3 he yeah. has that emotional he goes i'm having one yeah. last moment to look at my friends and that would that was it yeah that was the, that was the story arc because he's not going to be in another movie this is no. it they're done they're never going to they better not touch it i mean when i say another movie another movie beyond this one they may well go yeah. back and do some little bits in between but ultimately beyond here c3po's character arc was done at that point yeah he sacrificed himself for the good of everyone to stop this basically disaster occurring and what's um, even better about that as well is obviously who was he built by yeah. Anakin Skywalker. And so Anakin Skywalker ultimately did finish the job by bringing down the Sith. Twice. He did it twice, yeah. mate. Yeah. It's also awesome. <laughs> It's like Jose Mourinho holding out the two fingers. But, uh, <laughs> with the um with the whole here's the again, hand fisted writing moment. The I have the ability to translate Sith language, but my programming forbids me to do it. Why fucking programmed it in the first place? Like I, I don't understand this. What they don't have fucking Google Translate in a fucking you know modern far far away. Well, it's not supposed to be a long time ago, but you get my point. Is that that he, was just so ham fisted that whole concept? I, 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 I guess did, in a he way did, he, he did sorry. say actually. Sorry, I, I, I noticed it on the second time of watching it. He did. They did say the Senate put it in place to ban it after. One of the when they when they took control, they said the Senate have put this restriction in place. There wasn't a restriction before that. <laughs> I thought so it's, it might it's be a really like, tiny line, but it's not, stop spreading hate. That basically anything yeah. written in Sif, we do not want to spread because it's just hate filled um, yeah. in a way. So it's kind of like a filter. He can read it because he can read bloody everything, but he cannot recite it because it's just hate filled drivel. Mm. Um, which obviously it wasn't. It was just kind of like here you can find <laughs> something very important for your quest, which is really obvious <laughs> where it is. <laughs> so interesting now point off that is that in the original posters for the rise of skywalker we see the red-eyed c-3po holding a blaster and actually in giving a, aggressive mannerisms now mm-hmm. circles have come to believe that there was actually a much more extended sequence where essentially c-3po does go a little bit fucking cray and starts going batshit from that but ultimately it was cut don't know how true that is that's just internet speculation but you can kind of see in the poster where they're going with that and if i can find it i'll put it on the twitter account another time yeah but uh yeah i would have seen i'd like to have seen c3po go cray on people for a bit yeah again needed needed another movie um they could have definitely expanded on that i think that would have been quite interesting to see what would have occurred Mm. there would they had to put his man down um yeah you know that that could have been interesting but anyway we got the fucking mvp that little bubba guy (laughs) (laughs) fucking good man i gotta say this little character right because Because uh, I feel they got the Porgs right as well in the in in the last yeah. set. I think they got that right. I think they kind of got these these little characters right, which mm-hmm. Lucas didn't for me with the Ewoks. Um, yeah, pet pet hate. Well, Jamie, you, you talked about it briefly about um, 
Anagan being the creator of C3PO, which again segues into another prediction I made, is that Hayden Christensen will return as a Force ghost. Now, I got this wrong. He wasn't physically there, but his voice was his used. Voice, right? Yeah. yeah. Even, you, he, did you hear what he said, though? The actual words was, you can bring balance to the Force, Ray, like I did. <laughs> 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 you what <man? laughs> yeah yeah he was just like like i did it's like dude 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 that's the, like you're you're claiming something here which is not something to be worthy of claiming in the guise of a jedi <laughs> I balanced it the other way and yeah. really really badly yeah. um it's, it's yeah like, i'm like he's going this is my moment this is my moment guys you should just, it, definitely should have said something about sand they missed the trick there. <laughs> you could have just threw sand in his face right you could have thrown sand. <laughs> anyway, sand. we hate that sand the stiffs <laughs> let's talk about that moment when so ray is rising up and you hear the, the chanting going on in the background and i've got again sidebar for a second they have taken a page out of Endgame's book here one you have the fucking ships turning up in the equivalent of their portal scene with lando who is smooth as fucking honey in this movie mm-hmm. and you have ray doing her quote-unquote i am iron man scene by literally going i am the jedi but let's talk about the voices that are in there so we had obviously a mixture of alec guinness with with um you know mcgregor we had qui-gon with obi-wan uh sorry qui-gon with um liam neeson coming back in that they even reused frank oz they even got some of the voices from the tv shows so from like the clone wars they got um freddie prince jr to be voiced in there so basically every jedi who has passed who has been on the silver screen at some point was part of this now that's something nice. There's something I know it's all fan service, but fuck it. When you're in the ninth movie, you deserve fan service. Yeah, and James L. Jones as well. He was he was he was one of the voices as well. Ah, amazing, uh, amazing. Yeah, so they, you know, that was uh, that was a great moment. And I got me. I I I love moments like that. You know when, um, you know when they pull up and they see all those ships there. I mean, like, God, that that got me. That that was like, yes, that's a Star Wars moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the cheesy line from the commanders though. What? They don't have a navy. No, it's just people. Yeah, no, but isn't navy like yeah. sea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, I was like, what, you know, that, that was a bit cheesy. But apart from that, I thought that was a great little end segment there. That whole bit, I loved it. Yeah. I, I like the cheese though, but that's me. I wish we had more cheese though. Do you know what I mean? Like it felt very like quick blinking. It was an audio blink and miss it of just all these different voices. Yeah. But let's talk about Mark Hamill's scene. He literally says the first thing, the, the fucking lightsaber gets thrown into the fire, just like the lightsaber was thrown away at The Last Jedi. It's caught by Mark Hamill. And what does he say? This needs to be treated with more respect. I mean, come on. If that is not the biggest fuck you. On the is- nose, mate. On the fucking nose. Get some. Loved it. There yeah. you go, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Shove that up your bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally says, I was wrong. Like he spends it's might that scene might as well have been an apology. It was need to be treated with more respect. I was wrong. And actually it turns out that I was wanting to train people and I should have trained people and I should have taken down the Empire myself. I can't do it. You have to on my behalf. Like he, that that's literally the essence of that Hamill scene. Hamill would have loved that. He was yeah. so unhappy with his character in The Last Jedi, which ultimately means we are right. We don't like The Last Jedi. Neither does Mark Hamill. If Mark Hamill doesn't like his role in The Last Jedi, that tells you everything you need to know. I can guarantee that he much more preferred his role in this movie. Oh, mm. yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that scene, though, when he lifts the X-Wing, 
That, yes, that finally tra- does it, right? Oh. Because obviously that's another nod. Yeah, um, and, it, and, it, and it's covered in all the seaweed just like Dagobah. It's just, that is just such a, be- I mean, it's just those little nuggets like that. I just felt like it just made me happy inside. Just, mm. you know, just, just feel me with joy to see Luke doing that. That was brilliant. I mean, I think Mark Hamill, almost like like Emperor Palpatine, has got a, a cult-like following that literally people would fucking die for, and die for one, I'm one of those people. To see, I know it's just acting, but when he is lifting up that X-Wing and those little scenes of dialogue, he just looks like he is having the best fucking time <laughs> actually doing the things that he really enjoys doing. Now, I've, I said this at the review of The Last Jedi, and I fucking stand by this. He deserves a fucking Oscar for the way he played that version of Luke Skywalker. I don't agree with it, but like he made it work. He made it emotional. He fucking bought it. So he's such a good actor, and it was good to see him bust some chops in a way which you can obviously see he far better prefers and agrees with. I just wanted more of that. Like just Even, even if it didn't make sense, this fucking film isn't making sense now. They're fucking teleporting flowers to each other and Fucking Darth Vader's severed head is fucking being transported across the fucking, you know, space and time all of a sudden. So why not have more of Mark Hamill? But uh, yeah, but it's not much. He's in it. I thought it would have been a lot more, but it was great what we got. Yep, yeah, completely yeah. agree, mate. And, uh, you know, one, one thing, I was I was pretty critical of um, Luke not flying his X-Wing to mm. confront uh, Kylo at the end of Last Jedi, but I guess... At least we made use of that fact that he didn't because Ray needed that X-Wing to get to where she needed to be. So at least uh, he, n- he nicely tied that together, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, it saved the scene because in all honesty, when it just shows to her ship being blown up and she's just throwing a hissy fit and throwing a lightsaber into it, I was like, what's just happened? They haven't bothered to explain anything of, no. well, she's managed to just about get away. She thinks, she doesn't, she thinks, you know, that... Um, well, she did save his life, but she's basically doesn't know what the fuck to do about Kylo Ren. So she's decided now, which they've done through terrible expedition in dialogue, which is always, in my opinion, a bad way of explaining shit. I'd rather be shown, never told. But anyway, the whole concept of, oh, I've decided to go back to Luke Skywalker's hidden world, which apparently took a whole fucking movie to figure out the map to and travel to, yet she's done it in a blink and miss it scene. And she's crashed the ship and she's decided to go completely heel turn herself <laughs> just to basically, you know, get Mark Hamill back in. So, you know, I agree with it. But yeah, the way that scene was set up was quite poor. Because I think that the idea was is that she saw the f- visions that she was being lured towards the dark side and she was worried that that was what's going to happen, that she was going to be sitting on the throne of the Sith because that yeah. was kind of what the visions and ultimately much like Luke she ran away from it because she didn't want to be that and obviously luke ran away similarly um and that's obviously why she ran to that island because she knew it secluded and away um and that's why luke said he was wrong yeah exactly to kind of tell her that you're going through what i went through but i was wrong Mm. and you Mm. need to basically go and do what you are here for so yeah that that scene worked really well um again it probably if they had a bit longer they'd be able to kind of flesh it out and make it a bit more explanations again they just didn't have time to to flesh these scenes out as well as that i'm sure that jj would have liked to because he needed two movies to do it he had a lot of loose loose ends to tie up didn't he from the last jedi uh and and there was lots and lots of little links and and which you 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 pointed out to me and i totally missed the connection but the the presentation of the medal to chewbacca yeah he got his medal finally got his medal fucking beautiful that is That, that that happened that whole scene just yeah, I think there's lots of things like that, which I think, you know, 
in time, when you've got time to watch it again and again and again, you start noticing more and more of these things. Mm. I feel like I appreciate the film a lot more on the second viewing, and I thought I might, I thought I might find more issues with it on the second viewing. Mm. And actually, the issue, some of the issues I had disappeared on the second viewing. Oh, that's interesting. Well, let's let's talk about this prediction then. So I put, Leia's death will feel very forced, and it will feel like when Poochie left on The Simpsons. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I I stand by this. That was correct. Oh. It did end up being like that, but really, well, it, look, I will, I will say this. I will say that narratively, they were in a real challenge that they only had some scraps of, fo- of film on the cutting room floor from the previous movies. Obviously, nothing was filmed for this. They had to put together a narrative which made sense, which gave Carrie Fisher a send off that she deserves, and they su- they succeeded in that. They succeeded in the fact that they managed to help make her be a big part of the narrative. She obviously, she's ultimately she saves Ben. She saves Kylo Ren, right? She distracts or she saves Ray to kill Kylo Ren. And basically resurrect. Yeah, the, the narrative is she resurrects him as Ben and Ben gets his forgiveness and comes back and saves it. Massive part of the story, but also that she, you know, force ghost disappears just like, you know, every one of the other Jedi's do. But, you know, I don't think you have to be inside baseball to see the stitching that happens in this film of literally everyone around Carrie Fisher. And I don't think these films, these things were actually ever filmed. I think they just basically digitally put her in of them explaining the scene and her just saying, yes, no, we have everything we need. <laughs> and um, then it would, then it would zoom in on a hug or a handshake or a thing passing of hands. And it's clearly a different actor that they, you know, obviously just shown from the back or whatever. So you could see that stitching quite a mile off, but it still does a really, really good job. Like I don't think many other people could have pulled this off, and they they, they gave her a great send off, in my opinion. They did. They it, did. It, they did. did. They did. I, I, but I don't think her death was forced. Obviously, oh, that's a stupid comment because obviously it had to be forced because she died in real life. But I, I feel like there are several ways they could have gone with that, and I think the way they went with it, I agree with you with all the stitching stuff. That's that's inevitable. That they couldn't avoid that because the way technology is. I thought they like you said, they did the best they could. But I do feel that actually the way she died was was a, like you said, a pinnacle part of the film going forward. And I think they could have done it in lots of different ways, you know. You know, they could have done oh Leia died in her sleep last night. You know <laughs> oh, oh. I must go now, my planet needs me. So, some, some alien came out of the woods and grabbed her. Shit. You know, that, <laughs> you know, there's lots of shit ways they could have gone with it. I think that was quite a poignant well done. Oh, well. <laughs> well say, let's say I got it half right then. I'll give you a half. I'll give you a half. Uh, yeah. All right, all right cool. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of another prediction then, which uh, this was an easy one because it's JJ, it's member of Berries, it's going to go back to the world that has been before. We do go back to it. It is a blink and miss it scene and it is Paul Wernick's uh, cameo as well. We do go back to the forest moon of Endor, albeit for a bit at the end. That was a good prediction. Very good prediction, mate. But that was, that was an easy one, though. That was an easy fucking point, to be honest. Um, one which I, one that I went out on a limb on, I went, Luke comes back as a force ghost. That was a real hard one to predict, right? <laughs> but I also added, so will Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. And I didn't get that one. I mean, you heard the voices, but... Yeah, that was, yeah. I'm, I'm sad you got that one wrong, actually. I think that would have been pretty awesome. But um, this one, again, you know, it's pretty obvious. 
Ren, uh, Carlo Ren will go full Vader, but does turn good, but he will not be redeemable enough. And I stand with Woods on this in terms of you do not fucking kill Han Solo and hundreds of people and gets a hero's death. And I'm kind of pissed off he got kind of a hero's death. And also he kind of got the chance to kiss Ray. That that didn't it felt that didn't needed. But ultimately, you know, it was considering how conflicted the character is and how many you got some people who really want him to go all good some people were shipping him and ray already and other people were wanting him to basically you are worse than hitler fucking die you know i think this is the best of all those worlds yeah yeah, uh, yeah I, basically. Mean, <laughs> I mean can i throw it out there Did you say anakin got a hero's death no because he murdered children he got- <laughs> that was dark that was a dark episode three um and he got that funeral pyre didn't he with, with his body being burnt with his family around him again at the end um yeah, that's a good point that's a good point you know you could argue that was a, an honorable funeral uh burial um don't know. Do you remember was it just luke that was there or was I thought Leia was as well because I thought the 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 Force Ghosts then come at the end, don't they? While his body's they, burning. They, well, they kind of stand around celebrating. Yeah, um, and it's, it's the, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I mean, it it, it was. Uh, I, I I don't know that uh, that final that final bit with 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 Ray and Kylo and Palpatine felt a fucking mess, mate. I that that oh. It wasn't good. It, it, for me, it just wasn't good. It all felt all over the place. Um, I don't know. For me, that whole scene we could kind of delve into a bit. Um, they, they just felt like so many things that were wrong with it. Mm. Um, Who were all those people surrounding the fucking... But first of all, uh, we're going to build this Sith, Sith-like temple and we're going to build like a stadium and uh, it's going to surround a cloning pit. And basically, Palpatine is going to be in a giant sex robot, because why not? And um, he's somehow making children that will go and have other children. It's just there's something weird about the whole thing. It felt very much put together for narrative rather than the narrative deriving from it, if that makes sense. I know yeah. that's pretentious as that fucking sounds, but it just felt like it was so conveniently put together. Yeah, and, and the way that um obviously the force lightning def- blocked but bear in mind the force lightning had literally just been used to completely fuck the entire fleet that was trying to save mm. the day uh but then you kind of got ray with the lightsabers and obviously forcing it back um kind of a nod to obviously again one of the prequels with um yeah, what happened with, with mace but again he doesn't stop like yeah. why doesn't he stop it's like oh this is killing me but i cannot <laughs> stop myself <laughs> Like, it's just like, what is this? Um, oh, honestly, no, I'm going to keep electrocuting myself. Exactly. Oh, no, I've electrocuted myself. So I've electrocuted myself. He just doesn't stop. It's so weird. Um, obviously, then um, Ray drops and Ben comes in and heals her because he's he's seen that they've got the abilities to heal. Um, and then they have a kiss out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, kind of not. I kind of feel that, like, out of anyone, their chemistry would make sense, right? They've spent, like... uh, They've tried to force this fucking, like, Romeo and Juliet-style thing, and it just didn't feel... Maybe it could be implied that, yeah, they're kind of kindred spirits because of the Force, and that maybe there is a bit of destiny at play there, but at the same time, she wants to do her own thing and fuck Finn. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, maybe, but I kind of, like, she kissed him, right? Yeah. yeah, true. I mean, ultimately, they're they're two attractive young people who both have extreme force powers. So, like, yeah, I guess there's an nah. attraction there. I suppose if um, you think about it, at the Olympic Village, 
they gave away a fuckload of condoms. And why? Because you've got people with their peak physical fitness screwing like crazy. Maybe it's the same for Jedis. Maybe. Just they're not, they're not allowed to love, though, Jamie. Don't forget, they are meant to be basically in a religion. It's a cult. It's a cult That's that right. you can't touch the other sex. And they can have cold, heartless, mechanical sex, though. Is that true? <laughs> if you, if <laughs> I don't know. Practicing. I don't know. Or if you just added that in. I, it kind of feels like the kiss felt a little bit unnecessary. I yeah. kind of feel that um, Ben right. had his arc come round. Um, he kind of, like, come back to, to give himself up for for ray um i kind of feel like the kiss was unnecessary that she could have just basically held him uh, and kind of he could have said something to her right yeah um i don't know what he could have said but he could have said something kind of thoughtful about the fact that the reason why he get basically sacrificed himself for her is because um something about her needing to be uh here to ensure that the sift doesn't rise again or some sort of Look, I'm not. I'm not a, a a writer, a film writer, but someone better than me with make better words uh, could make it happen, right? It, it kind of feel like yeah. that. At least him explaining why he did that would have been better than them just kissing. So let's let's rewind back a moment, Ron, and before that bit. So when when Ben really does do his his ultimate good turn is when he's confronted by the Knights of Ren, and I'm gonna. You know, I said it before earlier in this pod that I really was disappointed with the overarching treatment of this because the concept is fucking awesome, right? These knights are fucking the Sith master in training. He's got these these guys who used to be part of his buddies, right? They used to be part of the school of Skywalker. They were they were the disciples that weren't killed. He took a hand. You know, Luke says the words in Last Jedi. He took a handful of uh, disciples and left. And a they seem really fucking easy to kill because literally he done it without a fucking weapon most of the time and none of them had lightsabers you kind of figured that if they were trained in the art of it they would at least have something other than just a cool looking axe so i generally i thought that maybe they were trying to hint that the knights of ren were in the throne room in the last jedi because they had cool weapons and they kind of looked like they were sith orientated at least are you trying to tell me that someone who trains to be a jedi and then all of a sudden goes to the dark side he goes to the dark side to be a fucking lackey like, what's that whole phrase about? I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven. Then at least get a fucking pay rise. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, what what the hell's going on here? It's weird. But, but ultimately, they're, they're Ren's boys because he's more powerful than them, right? Just because yeah, they're trained they to make homage to that then? Why didn't they at least say, like, uh, yeah, like if Ben's is actually, like, human again and he's, like, actually got these old people that were friends, why didn't you try and talk to him as a fucking human and say, all right, guys, you know what? Remember I, I came to you at, at Skywalker Ranch, you know, when we used to sit around the fire drinking Aftershock when Luke gone to sleep, and I convinced you guys to fucking join the dark side. Turns out I was wrong. I'm actually going to do this whole flipper thing. Do you want to come back with me? No, it was just – they were just ultimately – it was a load of hype and it was just nothing. Like we never got an awesome fight scene. Really. We never got like lore about them. Imagine a fucking Disney plus TV show about the Knights of Ren. That would have been fucking cool. Like we just got nothing from it. Yeah. Again, didn't have time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move on. <laughs> they just didn't have time. Cause again, yeah. I think that we could have had some real cool stuff. Ultimately they clearly sided with the, the, the Sith side of things. Um, the darkness must've been running through them. And like I say, it did seem that it, when they turn up, um, and surround him, they immediately have the intent to, to mow him down. Um, mm. completely misunderstanding the fact that this is a bad man. Yeah. 
Very true. Well, I don't want to go through the entire list, but there's a lot of cameos. This new trilogy has spawned a new thing of famous people not showing their famous face while being in a Star Wars movie. We've had 007 being a stormtrooper. We have had Simon Pegg being an alien. And this film is no exception. I love the fact this film has put a list. Sorry, this website, slashfilm.com, has put Harrison Ford has a cameo in this movie as Han Solo. Like, you needed to be fucking told that in a listicle. Um, but So there are some interesting names in this. So Dennis Lawson plays Wedge Attilies or something like that. Yeah. Basically, he was a he was a resistance fighter in the first um, Star Wars movie, and, and he's you know, yeah. yeah. So he's come back, which is kind of cool. Uh, but uh, John Williams, the composer of the you know, such a legendary composer, he actually got off a you know, some FaceTime on this as well. That's pretty cool. And just to kind of wrap up, musical people. I don't. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm just reporting this. Is that uh, Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran? have unnamed cameos in this film. Oh, Come on, guys. You could do better than that. Is Harry Styles confirmed then? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, the one, the sort of flip cameo, which I quite liked, was a person who's normally faces covered in the films but is uncovered in this was Anthony Daniels. Um, was the, one of the fighter pilots that actually said, good shot, Poe, at the end. And I, I, saw, oh. I, and I saw this old boy and I was like, Oh, I wonder if he's one of the original fighters and so on. And then it dawned him in the second showing that it was C three character. Not to be ageist, but he was uncharacteristically older than everyone else around him, weren't he? <laughs> yeah, and ironically, he's the only one who's been in all nine films. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but let's talk about the return of Billy D. Williams, aka Lando Carizian. Oh my god, man! That man, he has so much charisma, like. Literally, he didn't even have to say anything. Just that smile, that wildy fucking scene where he turns back up in the fucking Millennium Falcon again. We needed more of that. We needed more of him, I think. What was your guys' take on Billy in this? Didn't really have a role, did he? Kind of felt like they'd wasted him. He's bought him because they didn't have any of the old cast to kind of say we're in the movie. He was supposed to be in The Last Jedi. He auditioned. He was supposed to be in charge of the casino on the casino planet. But when he turned up, he was drunk. Uh, how do we say? Well, he wasn't drunk, but apparently he was not in the best of shapes and he wasn't as smooth as they needed him to be. And he very much took that to heart. He got a personal trainer. He had a little Instagram account of him being very old, you know, lifting up his little dumbbells and being like, I've got to get in shape. And uh, he gets a fair play to him. He dropped the pounds and he, I generally thought, yes, I agree with you. They didn't really give him any anything to do other than just it's a you know a, a wink to the the fandom really but his voice man i've forgotten how smooth his voice is yeah. i just wanted him to say to someone at some point "Han, you pirate <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i was i was i was pleased to see him i was pleased to see him I, but you're right woods he didn't he, <laughs> apart from disappear off and get a load of ships yeah um like, it, it, like, why couldn't he help them look for the you know i've been here help ever since me and luke because he would have had to have moved um and (laughs) now you guys are gonna do it so i'm just gonna fuck off he would have had to have moved with them jamie that was the problem like basically that i I got a feeling watching him i was like he's not moving well Um, (laughs) barely speaking well um like bearing in mind like how well all the others have looked i don't know is he is he older than basically the rest of the crew Yes, he yeah. is. He's okay. uh, yeah, he's a little bit older than Harrison Ford as well, apparently. So uh, that, that's what I mean. So, is he older than Harrison and Mark? Yeah, and, I mean yeah, Mark yeah. Hamill was obviously very young when he did Star Wars, and, and Carrie Fisher obviously as well. Um, 
yeah, it just kind of like, yeah, that was, that was kind of it. I thought it was a, a nice nod that he turned up with a mask, that the mask thing kind of obviously homage to, again, uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, where he's obviously uh, masked up in that as well, um, at Jabba's Palace. Yeah, true. And, and in um, Solo, Thingy wears that same mask. Um, Donald Glover's uh, Lando wears that mask in Solo for a, for a minute as well, which is quite oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I do want to add in my little fact for this one. When they're on that planet where they meet Lando, and I mentioned this to you earlier, lads, but I think it needs to go on the pod. They said that festival was held every 42 years. And yeah. I only made the connection after I went to the cinema to see it with my sister for the second time. And she really annoyed me. And I said, don't worry about it. It's not like people haven't been waiting 42 years for this film and realized that was a nice little connection there. So that festival happened every 42 years was a nod to the how long it's been since one to nine or four to nine, I suppose. That's amazing. Like yeah. I, that, that I don't know why, but that's blown my mind. That little factoid. But um, with that Lando scene, you are so fucking right. I didn't realize the glaringly obvious hole of, hey guys, me and Luke came here before. Anyway, good luck finding that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, busy here. <laughs> no, we could do with the we could do with the extra help. We really could because we don't know anything about this planet that we're on. My uh, knees, like seriously, I'll, my fucking knees. I I'd can't move. To. But they only hold this festival once every 42 years, so I can't and really boys, know. <laughs> and who's going to go get lead? <laughs> I would have liked it if it said, uh, he kind of go, oh, well, hello, beautiful, to uh, to Ray. That would have been a good nod. And then, obviously, the internet has a fucking meltdown. Yeah, it goes a bit Ben Cosby at that point, so you probably shouldn't. But uh, the fact is, you're right. They turn up at this place. And by the way, that, that scene... I thought looked glorious. Like it just looked it like looked such cool. a festival of life and color. And then, like you say, someone who's there knows they've literally spent a minute prior to that scene talking about how they literally know nothing. They have, they're running against the clock. They have no clues, no leads. And then out of nowhere, someone pulls them in from the shadows. And it's none other than Lando, not only telling them that he was here prior, but he was here with Luke and he knows the mission they're on. And then he just sets them on their way without any more information. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate all right so we're we're at one fifteen. so let's see what else is there to to wrap this up so i want to spend some time now we know where star wars has finished or we should say the skywalker saga has finished where does star wars go because in 2021 i think it is 2021 disney is slated to be releasing another star wars movie so do we think what you alluded to earlier saying you don't think they're going to go forward with the story anymore no what do you think they're doing next go somewhere else it's a galaxy far, far away. Uh, you have plenty to go do. Um, I, I'd rather go further back. Um, yeah. I'd like to see kind of like further back into the more towards the origins of uh, dark and light and Jedi's and all of this sort of stuff. Back when Jedi's weren't basically there to just be kind of enforcing uh, like they did in the prequels, but actually being Jedi badass knights. That would be cool. Um, They've got plenty they can just create. The one thing I'll say, um, I've been heavily critical of Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movies. I, I do feel had he got his own trilogy and it was away from the Skywalker trilogies uh, or sagas or stories uh, to this point, I don't know where, where we are in terms of there being nine, but I think he would have done a good job because um, I think that they were, he had some interesting ideas. It just wasn't for this. Yeah. movie franchise right now yeah. like his own trilogy i think he would have done a really good job on i think it's a shame that we didn't go that route um 
but I, I don't think they'll touch this again other than maybe um, obviously we're going to have the Obi-Wan movie that's obviously within the storyline they may well touch another couple depending on the successfulness of that movie I mean ultimately they've got a whole damn streaming platform that they're going to have to fill out now with stuff so I'm sure we're going to be back here again um, I just think that kind of going beyond into episode 11 12 uh, 12 10 11 12 even um, that's just not going to happen and I hope that doesn't happen because we'll just recycle again. We'll just go through it again. It's the same again. Um, yeah, I think you can really go that. So it's been a good period of time between a let's let's call it a, a law trilogy, right? The, the law of the, of of Star Wars. It, there was a good what ten years between like when we had Return of the Sith, or sorry, Revenge of the Sith, and Force Awakens, or even longer, like fifteen years. I think yeah. we need to go even longer than that for the next trilogy if we do go like you say episodic after nine and but but this is the end of the saga right this is end of the skywalker saga and they're saying one to nine is the, is the skywalker saga so maybe start a new saga and call it a, i don't know chapter i don't know where you go with it but yeah i love the idea of going back jamie i know you know the fucking books and lore and canon inside out mm. from because jj's kind of cherry picking or let's say let's not say jj uh Disney Star Wars is cherry picking the canon they want to yeah. listen to and not listen to. If you were cherry picking, if you were Catherine Kennedy, uh, what would you cherry pick for to go forward with? There's, uh, I, I feel like it hasn't almost got time for it or a place for it now, but there was a great, great enemy called uh, General Thorn, who um, was uh, a kind of evil badass general who was in charge of a group of ships in the core of the of the uh of the, of the empire and the core state sort of stayed um relevant for a bit longer so it's kind of like a bit between um uh episode six and episode seven so sort of between return of the jedi and the force awakens and it's set in that sort of era era there and luke's trying to set up the um, you know the Jedi Academy again. He's got new trainees underneath him. Um, that can never happen. I just can't see how we could ever make that. I would love. I would have loved for that to become a film. But I agree with um, Woods. I think going back to the origins of the Jedi and the Academy, and and uh, you know, there's a lot of mythicalness with it as well, and sort of really filling in those bits of you know where the Force healing comes from. You know, the control of different things, and yeah, I, I think that would be definitely a nice twist for it. Nice. I mean, I've, it's been said by loads of media people and everything else, but I do agree with this. There's a video game called Knights of the Old Republic. I really yes. like, I'd love for them to go around then, like, and maybe do mm. a trilogy in that. And really where the kind of lines are a little bit blurred over what it means to be a Jedi or a Sith, and you could kind of flip between, not flip between the two, but the same characteristics that make you a really good Jedi could actually be used to make a really powerful sith and the dilemma and more you know morality it comes that why can't you be a jedi that fucks right you know there's nothing really fucking that maybe you find out the reason why that was written into jedi law because of what happens in those movies i don't know but i find that to be more interesting and um, have you have any of you guys been on the mandalorian yet yes waiting for disney plus good woods is is being honorable to the law jamie you filthy pirate i bet you've been uh get it by any means necessary no no Do mate you... I, I flew to america and i watched it all and then flew back well and that's I've my been, story I've... and i'm sticking to it 
I legitimately got a VPN and paid for it, so at least I've done something, right? But, um, I, mean, I, w- I will get Disney Plus without a doubt. I will be getting it. Oh yeah, you, uh, you can't not get it, right? Um, but but um, it's brilliant. Do you think that there's because Woods mentioned it earlier? There's we need to put they need to make more content for this. Do you think that there's more appetite for Star Wars TV shows given how The Mandalorian has gone? Uh, fuck yes, without a doubt. Yeah. The Mandalorian is brilliant. It is. It's, you know, I mean, I highly rated Rogue One because it was in the Star Wars universe, different characters. And the Mandalorian is Mm. exactly the same thing. Star Wars universe, different characters. And like you said, these little characters that they've managed to get right now, like Babu and so on. And obviously you've got Baby Yoda in this. They've got it. They've got it right. It isn't just a cheesy thing to sell toys. Uh, Although I did go online straight away to see if I could buy one of them. Uh, Not released till May bastards um yeah but you know jj's got our own shares in the toy company for this by the way like he's fucking stupid if he don't yeah i mean i think it's brilliant i think i think more 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 of that please i want more Mm. well yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go with this obviously they're going to keep making them because they're going to make a buttload of money just to kind of round it off uh with the last jedi then moving to rise of skywalker it generally felt like it was critics versus the fans you had the critics that were absolutely plauding it and jacking off over the last jedi and you had the fans who literally thought it was no that's 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 not fair but the fans did have a opinion which was quite negative if you look at it from the Rise of Skywalker, it's kind of done the flip on this. We've had a lot of critics kind of saying this is too safe or it kind of shat on The Last Jedi and for that they don't like it. Or maybe they were so favourable to The Last Jedi that they felt they needed to be harsh in this movie. Who knows? But in terms of the scores, in terms of Rotten Tomatoes, it's currently sitting at 57% on the critics' score, but 86% on the audience score. And I feel like I'm more towards the... Are you more of the critics or of the audience on this? Audience. Um, yeah, I'll go audience. Um, I think the critics, I was going to go against this one because in, in their minds they'll go, oh, JJ's gone safe again, uh, blah, blah, blah. They, they, the thing is with critics, here's what it is. Critics don't like Star Wars, right? They don't like Star Wars, and they like The Last Jedi because it wasn't Star Wars. It was something completely different. Um, mm. And the fans didn't like it because it wasn't star wars it's flipped again they, they, this is exactly it so we've got a star wars movie this time and the critics gone oh we don't like star wars um and the critics are like everyone critics are entitled to their opinions because we all are but opinions are like assholes we all have one um <laughs> it, it, it's, it's true though and obviously you know much like music um uh, just a shame uh, the critics talk out of there wasn't yeah it? exactly and the movies are the same right <laughs> movies are exactly the same um for for us, we're fans, right? Mm. Uh, we we've grown up with this, you know. We're we're now into towards our mid thirties at this point, and we've grown up with this. So it means more to us than it does to probably the critics who didn't grow up with this. They they maybe didn't even like Star Wars when they were growing up, when they were kind of like getting into movies. Maybe they're into more boring stuff like Interstellar um, and and, and <laughs> other boring stuff like that. And that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really like Interstellar, but, um, but I agree with you, man. Like I say, and for. To be honest, there's a generation of kids out there that the prequel trilogy is their Star Wars because when they were going growing up, that was what their parents took them to the cinema to go see. And you know what? Fair play to them. There's going to be a generation of kids in 10, 15 years' time who are going to be saying that this – they'll probably call it the JJ's trilogy, not trilogy. And they'll say that's their Star Wars, and that's the whole point of it. It's for, it's for different generations to enjoy. And, you know, 
it's going to keep coming back. It's made a shitload of money, regardless of what the critics say on this one. And you know they're still they're scheduled. It's in the fucking hopper, mate. Twenty and in twenty twenty one, we are going to get a new Star Wars movie. So the wheels will keep turning. But uh, yeah, it's a. I think it's a fitting conclusion. All right. So on that note, an hour and a half in, and we have only just scratched the surface. If you want to get involved in the conversation, contact us on Twitter at TalkFilmyToMe. But more importantly, I want to give a shout out to my boys, Thomas Woods. Start with you, pal. How can people find you? Um, you can find us on all good pod listening apparatus. You know, we we talk about football. You know, with our experts, he's that we can share. Uh, three guys on a podcast, mate. Uh, pod of two halves. Uh, we're also relatively active on 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 the Twitter sphere, uh, talking all things football. Again, is it, if you're into football, just come, come come check us out. That's I would recommend it. Um, at least one of us has uh, some sort of interesting expertise to share. Um, and it's not Mike and it's not Lee. It's actually me. I am the expertise. I am, I am the talent. <laughs> <laughs> and from one talent to another, Jamie Haddon, my boy, he's been on something like 50 different episodes of Talk Film with me and I'm sure 50 more to come in the next year. How can people find you? Well, they can find me in the cinema, mate, watching this film over and over and over again. No, I'm joking. They can find me on Twitter at Mr. Hannon in space. <laughs> Hanun in space. That is it. That is our spoiler special about Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. We'll but, be doing just one more thing. Sorry, for me. I just want to oh, quickly oh. interrupt. Just one, one thing, one thing, because I do want to say for Thursday, although or Wednesday night, although sadly, think didn't make it to the movie. Us, we had this big plan. All of us were made this plan months ago. We're all going to go watch the Star Wars, the final Star Wars at midnight. That was the whole plan because that's who we are. But we did, <laughs> we did make it to Chelmsford, and we did make it to a new escape room in Chelmsford. Um, which has a Star Wars specific theme, yep. and we did complete said Star Wars specific themed escape room because that's who we are. We do escape rooms, yep. uh, but I, I just wanted to kind of say to your, your fans, check it out because it's cool. It's really good. It's a new one in Chelmsford. That's a really good point. I'll tweet yeah. a link to those guys because it was a, I think it's Escape Live Chelmsford. Yeah, they have a Star right, yeah. Wars themed escape room. I don't think there's any other going at the moment, or I haven't seen any no, advertised no. anyway. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a fucking great great night out as well. So yeah, we'll tweet a, a link to that shit as well. Good shout. Yeah, we had the best Star Wars night possible. Unfortunately, I got a sick kids. So I had to go do my dad thing. So I had to go see Star Wars the following day. Uh, uh, but you know, still got to see it nonetheless. So anyway, on that note, stay filmy, hang in there till next time.